The year was 1977. Star Wars was gracing our silver screens and capturing our imagination the world over. And a group of designers were working on something that was about to take the world by storm. It was something that was about to get us out of our station wagons and cargo vans and into something a little bit more fuel efficient, something a little bit more 80s. Yes, this week we're talking about the great old American icon, the Dodge Caravan. Autoworks.net Autopod, streaming day or night, coming right at you, right here, right now. Welcome back to Autolux Autopod. I am your host, the doctor to the automotive industry, Mr. Everett J himself. And this week, we're going to be taking a look at the Dodge Caravan. Yes, the Dodge Caravan, which has been with us in this world for as long as I have been on this planet. Yes, the caravan can date itself all the way back to 1977 when the original designs and the original conception for it were created. It wasn't until 1982 that it really started taking off and we really got to see the first generation of what would soon be moving America on wheels. Yes, we're talking about the 1983 Dodge Caravan released in November 1983 as a 1984 model. Yes, the Dodge Caravan was a product that wasn't only about to change the way we moved our families around North America and the world, but about something more. Something the one American company needed at a time of dire yes we're talking about Chrysler Corporation and how it managed to save itself completely from bankruptcy with the help of Lee Iacocca and Carol Shelby yes those two iconic names were behind Chrysler back then Lee Iacocca who originally if you didn't know helped found the Mustang and was now spearheading Chrysler pushing a throwaway product called the K car onto the masses cheap efficient vehicle that all the masses masses could afford and all the masses could use. This thing had limo versions, this thing had coupe versions, this thing had sedan versions. But we're not here to talk about the K-Car. We're here to talk about the Dodge Caravan. Born in 1983, the same year as myself, the Caravan graced our shores. Now, vans have been around for a long, long time. And we can date back the original minivans out back to the stout scarab of the 1930s. Mass production of minivans didn't until the 50s when the microbus graced the world and brought everyone around in a little more accessible product than a standard cargo van. But they didn't call it a minivan. They called it a micro bus. It was a miniature bus because you could fit all you and your family and you could be utilized for anything. No, minivan, the term didn't hit us until the 80s when the caravan, the town country, and the voyageur took the world by storm and said, hey, Chrysler's on to something. A world trapped in our sedan wagons was itching for something more something bigger something that didn't have a massive engine that was a little bit more fuel efficient something we could put our entire family plus our kids friends into and go to movies go to the mall since the mall was taking over the world during the 80s we needed something more and the station wagon was wasn't it it was a dying breed and cargo vans were just way too big too commercial yes we all know about great vans from the 1970s but the cargo van was a cargo van they were for people in their 20s and 30s to look 
look cool. Bring their friends with them. Throw a bed in the back. It wasn't for something for you and your family. There were no windows. They needed something for the family. And the caravan was it. Designed by a man named Bob Hubbitch. The original Dodge Caravan followed with its brothers. The town and country in the Voyager hit the markets. November 1983 is a 1984 model. That lasted until 1990. They originally slated this product to enter the market in 1982 but ran into some complications due to engineering finances you know the whole thing Chrysler was going was just managing to get through its bankruptcy solvency so they needed to get there they needed something to bring themselves back and they this is this is from a company that did this over the next 20 years consistently until they were bought out by Daimler Benz yes that was the nail in the coffin for the Chrysler Corporation and all of its amazing great dreams and great concept cars that became reality but the caravan was there long before that company ever took it over and turned it into what we see today is the caravan helped put the world in the minivan world minivan craze grew and grew and grew and by the second generation back in 1991 to 95 the caravan needed growth the caravan needed to adapt and it was growing in size and with that they had two versions they had the small wheelbase and the long wheelbase or swb lwb if you ever see those terms the caravan didn't just give the world something that it required with it its engineers thought of everything for the family what do families need what is it that families need when they gonna be getting rid of the station wagon and the bench seats in the back we need something for families families on the go families that travel because we're heading into the last generation of people up until the 80s and into the early 90s were the last generations of people who traversed the world they wanted to see it they were the wanderlust people today's generations like to hop on a plane and go from place to place and just stay there for an entire wonderless is dying out but the caravan helped keep that alive for one more generation and with that its engineers said we need one thing that no other vehicle has at this time that's when they came up with the idea to mold plastic moldings into the doors which now plastic was becoming part of the interiors of vehicles in the 80s remember plastic was taking over everything body cladding bumpers headlights trim like went on and on and on but his engineers saw that there's free space above wheel wells free space in doors free space in center consoles they made the cup holder and the caravan became the first mass-produced vehicle with cup holders and if you remember back to the original dodge caravan it was the only vehicle that had sliding doors but only on one side we'll get into the number two door a little later on but the original caravan only had a sliding door on one side now they started moving up and getting away from the big cargo vans where you get in and it's two captain chairs up front and they're just benches in the back they started moving into two captain chairs up front two captain chairs in the back and then a bench in 1987 the grand caravan as we said the long wheelbase model arrived on the scene moving it up into a seven passenger vehicle where you can all sit upright comfortably if you remember the station wagons back in the 80s you had your front seat which is a three-row bench you had your back seat which is a three-row bench there's six and then along the sides in some station wagons not all they had a bench seat in the very back that was great you could put a lot of people in but where do you put your luggage minivans thought they had that figured out but unfortunately their space was small in the back yeah you could fit five people in it but there's not a lot of cargo space that's where they came up with the long wheelbase grand caravan so you could store more stuff when you're traveling with your family because those back seats fold down or in the case of something that dodge helped create you had the flip and go seats they made it so the rear bench could be easily taken out now, in 1984 they released what would be called the cargo cv van for contractors they saw a market for minivans for contractors people who don't need a massive cargo van with a v8 
engine, sucking their profits dry. Chrysler said, we need this thing to go into inner cities. We need small, easily efficient vehicles that operators can use. People who don't need mass amounts of space, like an electrical contract. Unless he's carrying, like let's say, a furnace installer, he doesn't need a massive amount of room. No, he just needs his tools. And the Caravan CV helped fill that niche. But the greatest product from the original first generation Dodge Caravan had to have happened in 1989. You guys know what I'm talking about. If you follow the aftermarket scene, you know about this product. We all know Shelby created such amazing products for Chrysler back in the late 80s and early 90s. He did the Dakota, he did the Omni, he did the Shelby Charger, the horrible second iteration of the Charger, but he didn't put his hand into this one. So Dodge did. Borrowing a turbocharged engine from Mitsubishi with 150 horsepower, 2.5 liter, came in 1989, very short-lived, the Turbo Caravan. Yes, a turbocharged minivan. Now, 150 horsepower isn't, doesn't seem like a lot. It's in fact that today's V6 models have upwards of 300 horsepower. That little four-banger with the turbo was amazing. Go ahead, watch videos, find some on YouTube, listen to the backstory. This Turbo Caravan, and if you're a person who follows the aftermarket, and you're a person that has one of these great car lists, like myself, you'll want to add one. But ugly, boring-ass things. With the amount of power and the amount it freaks out people in a little caravan with a turbocharged four-banger whips past them, is an amazing little product. Unfortunately, due to the times, nobody was interested in a turbo-powered minivan. Later on, they would be, but even to this day, an aftermarket modification version of a minivan still is a very small market. There are people that make modifications to minivans these days, but there isn't a big market, not like your Cobra Mustangs, your ST Focuses, or your Dodge Dart RTs. No, caravans never got those treatments because of the stigma that goes with it. Now, into our second generation, 91 to 95, they saw the introduction of the all-wheel drive system. Chrysler knowing that front-wheel drive can easily get stuck in snow and have trouble moving out because there is no power, and these things are already underpowered. They're front-wheel drive, they're horrible in snow, and Chrysler knew that. So they created the all-wheel drive versions years before the SUV craze. Gotta think about this, 91 to 95. All-wheel drive standard equipment in most vehicles didn't start coming out until about 2012 when the massive amount of crossover utility vehicles blew up in our faces. Even the sport utility craze, people didn't see it as a massive need. Hell, look, the Dodge Challenger has an all-wheel drive version now. Why? Because people in countries like Russia, Finland, Canada, even Alaska in the United States require all-wheel drive for their winter conditions. They want these things. Why do they want them? Because they're easier to handle in winter conditions. Hell, the new Cadillac XT4 only comes as an all-wheel drive model in Canada. There is no front-wheel drive model. Why? Because we demand it. We buy more all-wheel drive models because of our longer winters, because of our harsher winters. A Dodge saw a need for it. Now, they still kept this boxy, bland look. They just rounded out the edges. It still came with your short wheelbase, your long wheelbase. Hell, it even had a sport model. But it still wasn't nothing cool. Moving to the third generation, 96 to 2000. This is the generation that started making waves into the world. Third generation started including a driver's side sliding door. Something that soon became standard equipment on all minivans. And if you take a look, there was one minivan that actually didn't even have sliding doors and classified as a minivan, which is odd. The original Honda Odyssey came with four standard hinge doors. Yes, four standard hinge doors for a minivan. But Chrysler pioneered two sliding doors on either side. Now, they did run into issues because the locking devices and the handles had problems with it. They rushed them to the market, which is funny because they had years to develop this, but they never planned. And because of that, they now had more room for more cup holders. When you start getting into 
to the third generation, they started becoming the vehicle with the most amount of cup holders. There was more cup holders than seatbelts in the vehicle, which means you had the ability to have more drinks than people in your vehicle. Horrible, horrible thing if you're traveling with small children because they always want to stop and go to the bathroom because they'll chug back both drinks in an instant and then you're scrambling to try and find a bathroom for them. Third generation also saw the introduction of the easy out roller seats. Flip front, snap out, take them out for the weekend. You only need the four captain's chairs because it's you and your two kids. You don't need the full bench. You need the room for everything else. Hell, you can even take out the captain chairs easily so you can get a full deck of plywood in your long wheelbase Dodge Car Grand Caravan. The suburbanism was growing. Minivans were marked, were growing. By 96 to 2000 was the peak of the minivan craze. They were everywhere. I remember going on road trips, going to Six Flags, Darien Lake. Well, back then it would have been Darien Lake, just outside Buffalo, New York. Sitting in line, waiting to get in, just as the park opened. We're sitting there in a little car, waiting to get in. Meanwhile, almost 70% of the vehicles in line to get into the park, and we're talking, this is 1996, are minivans. Everyone had minivans. It's the most popular thing. Station wagons were a dying breed. If you were a family, you had a mini. It was the only thing for you. If you were a rich family, you had a Suburban or a Bronco, but the average family had a minivan. By the third generation, when they started going to that rounded out, odd looking look, they changed it from the cube, the moving cube, to the moving gelatinous blob. It did add a bit of a cool factor to it. They did have easy out roller seats, okay? But they also came up with an idea to bring sport to the minivan. And in 1999, Chrysler showcased the Dodge Caravan RT concept. Turbocharged, yet again, like the 1989 model. They wanted to bring the sport appeal of their race and track products to the minivan. They wanted to make the minivan cool. They wanted to do something that nobody thought of. But unfortunately, by 1999, Daimler-Benz had owned them, and the clock was ticking on all of their concepts. you got to remember, throughout 80s and 90s, Chrysler pinned themselves on the so many great concept ideas that could have broken them. For instance, the change to the transport-inspired truck design of 1994's Dodge Ram, the Dodge Viper, the Chrysler Intrepid and the Teardrop look, Plymouth Prowler, all products that never would have made. Now, if you take a look back, you'll find some amazing other products, like how the fact that the Chrysler 300M was supposed to have a two-door coupe convertible version called the 300-seat Touring. Unfortunately, they never got there. Just like Chrysler never moved past their Concords into what they wanted, which was the Kronos, a vehicle that would be worthy of competing against the likes of the Mercedes S-Class and BMW 7 Series. But like I said, they were bought out by Mercedes at this time, and they didn't want intermixing of products. Then we move into the fourth generation. The gelatinous blob gets a little bit bigger. It's just like the Dodge Ram. They basically just stretch the design up. And from July 24, 2000 to July 2007, that blob managed to survive. What a lot of major changes. Yes, they had dual sliding doors. It's an amazing product. But the fourth generation did bring one neat thing to it. Easily accessible, easier to remove seats. Yes, they had them from before, but now they were lighter and a lot easier to remove. They made the tailgate a lot taller, which makes, means they started using more of a teardrop inspired peel for the caravan to make it more accessible. Yes, it grew up essentially, but not in the best way possible. And the worst thing is between 2000 and 2007, this is still at the height of the minivan craze, but the beginning of the SUV craze. And Dodge didn't do a good enough job. The Japanese were coming. And the Sienna, even the Kia Sedona, the Honda Odyssey were all beating it at everything. And along comes Generation 5 in August 16, 2007, right before the global financial crisis, right before Daimler-Benz unloads this company onto Serbia's management group, which just strips it of anything 
and sells it off to FCA. Yeah. But the fifth generation got all of its workings done beforehand. And engineers at Daimler-Benz and the engineers at Chrysler all thought of everything it needed to survive. What the caravan needed to survive. you got to remember, this is 2007. This is 13 years ago. That same minivan is still on the roads today. 13 years later. Even though it doesn't have all the greatest features that all new minivans have, it still outsells some of its main competitors in markets around the world. But why? For that year, the short wheelbase model was dropped. Not only the long wheelbase. Why? Because the short wheelbase model only sold well in specific markets. The long wheelbase model sold better in more of the primary markets that it required. And why do you need a five-passenger minivan when everyone else only creates seven-passenger minivans? So Chrysler said, let's, let's dump it. Let's get rid of the small guy and we'll keep the big one. On top of that, let's make some cool innovation. Gotta remember, this thing spearheaded dual sliding door. This thing spearheaded cup holders. This thing spearheaded captain's chairs in a minivan. What? What can we do to make this thing better? Well, they eventually added a vacuum into it. Pretty neat. They created flooring. It was easily clean. Scotch guard. These are all things that people have thought of before. What can they do that's simply better and new to the market? Remember, we're the guys that created the minivan market. We're the guys that own more of the minivan market than anyone else. What can we do that's better? Let's make this captain chair spin around. People use these for families. Well, mom's getting stuck in the back because the kids are acting crazy on a long trip. Dad gets put in the front. He's got to drive. Hell, maybe mom wants to drive and dad wants it to go in the back. But somebody's got to entertain the kids. So they started slapping DVD players in these things everywhere. But then you get the specific families who don't like believe in plugging your kids in. Believe in your kids seeing the world outside their window. Because when you're plugged in, you don't see the magnificent beauty of nature outside of your window. So Chrysler went on a road trip and said, what do RVs have that we would love to have? They have a table and seating for everybody to face each other. They took those stow-and-go seats that folded into the floor, flipped them up, and spun them around. Now the people in the back row can turn around and face the people in the center row and have a little table pop up from the center. Yes, the swivel-and-go seating plus the table on the floor arrangement popped up in this caravan. And one last time, Dodge had a great hurrah. Unfortunately, by this time, like we said, the Wonderlust families are diminishing. People aren't using them for those purposes. Why? Because we only take them to the airport now and get on a plane and go somewhere. Or we own an RV. Or we rent an RV. We don't travel in our car anymore. We don't camp. We stay in hotels. So is it too late for the minivan? Was it too late for the swivel and go seating? Yes. It is something that should have come out 10 years earlier. It would have pioneered and threw people on their asses. But it didn't. And things were changing. Fiat had bought them out. And the company had turned into FCA. Fiat Chrysler Association. And then a German counterpart came to them and said, Hey, we want to do a minivan for the North American market. We know we're a little late to the party. And we know this market is dying out. But Volkswagen needs to bring back the classic van appeal to the North American market. Because the microbus has been gone. At the time the Rutan came to the market, the microbus was still in production as the combi down in Brazil. So it hadn't completely died out. Volkswagen with the Rutan didn't last very long. It was similar to my Kia Borrego. It was very short-lived in the marketplace. Why? Because Volkswagen waited too late to get into the market. Yes, they used a product that everybody knew, everybody liked, and had all the features that they wanted. And it was easy because there was more room at the Windsor plant to add another shift to make these vans for Volkswagen. But like we said, by 2007, the minivan craze was dying out. People were moving into SUVs and CUVs. Dads didn't want to drive minivan. Dads wanted to drive Durangos. So Volkswagen pulled the plug on it. Chrysler still had its town and country though. And since Plymouth was gone, the Voyager nameplate was gone. But not forgotten, as Lancia was using it as a Lancia Voyager in the European market to boost sales off the production lines for these minivans. Unfortunately, Lancia was seeing the end of its times and being utilized as a Chrysler alternative for the European markets. Lancia was
was slowly dying out. And the voyager over there slowly died out, eventually just leaving the town and country and the caravan. Till eventually, this amazing product was slated to go out of production in 2013, which was odd. 30 years, and they decided it was time to pull the plug. But one little country helped them keep it alive, and one little division. Ram was now using the minivans as a cargo vans, and until Fiat bought them, it started moving their vans over. The Ram Cargo CV, or the Ram CV, was still a desired product. And like General Motors with their Savannah vans, they've been around for over 20 years, these cargo vans are still selling. But like I said, one country was keeping this product alive. If you don't know, the caravan is one last place in the world that it's made. It's moved out of China, and it's moved out of the States. Its main product line is now in Windsor, Ontario. If you don't know where that is, it's Canada. Right across the border from their headquarters in Detroit was the Windsor plant, still pumping out these minivans. But they were retooling the plant for the product that was eventually going to be taking over for the caravan. But the country that was building it is the country that loved it the most. We love the caravan. It still outsold every other minivan in this country. Canadians were buying them up in droves. So Chrysler decided to hold on to the caravan even longer, even though they wanted to move the Dodge product line into a sport appeal. They wanted it to become a newer version of what Pontiac was. But Pontiac had the Montana, and they managed to do it. So why can't Dodge do it with the caravan? The caravan became almost like a separate product. When you see advertisements, even since 2013, for the Dodge lineup, they never have the caravan in it. They'll have the Challenger, the Charger, the Durango, and the Journey. They never show the caravan because they don't want it associated, even though tons of people were still buying these things. But now due to COVID and a dwindling marketplace and the arrival of the Chrysler Pacifica and its lower end counterpart, the new Chrysler Voyager, the caravan has finally hit its end. And after 37 years in production, 36 years market-wise, the Dodge Caravan will finally go out of production as of this July 2020. By the end of August, there will be no caravan, there will be no tooling, there will be no cargo vans. Ram has moved over to smaller vans in the Promasters. The Promaster City and the Promaster, they don't need an in-between van because there's only one way to go. You either go for the small guy or you go for the Promaster. Because the Promaster is a standard cargo van or the full-size cargo van, you hit the market. And as minivans slowly die out, the caravan slowly dies out. Even though it pioneered so many great things, it introduced child safety seats as products, an alternative product you can add to your vehicle between 1992 and 2010. Stow and go and swivel and go seating, cup holders, dual sliding doors. This product has outlived the SUV craze and is still going strong during the crossover utility craze that is going on now. And now with the CUV coupe craze coming into play and cross tracks, the caravan is finally hit its end. We're sad to see it go, but you gotta think, after over 13 years of the fifth generation being produced, it has seen many great things. And if you read our blog about our one week with the caravan, you'll find that the product was still not that great. The fit and finish in the interior was horrible. The comfort level in the back seats, you have seatbelts digging into your butt the whole time when you're in the third row. There's rattling. The infotainment system is a pain in the butt to try and use. But you know what? Its price tag still made it accessible for so many people and the fact that the seats came out super easily there are still people out there including some people I know that live by these vans and think they're amazing why because it's like a mini truck they say it's a mini truck I could throw all the stuff from freaking Home Depot in it and bring it home but I always ask them it's not like a truck in a truck I could drop the tailgate put my eight-foot stuff in and still get my family into the back with a minivan when I put that eight-feet of plywood in if I want to close that door it's gonna be me and one other person I've never been a true fan of the caravan never been a true fan of minivans in general
general, I'm not a minivan person. But if I had to go with one, I, yes, would choose the Chrysler Pacific. It has hit every niche. It is doing what the Caravan once did, but going above and beyond. The Pacifica is replacing the Dodge Caravan, and the Voyager is following in behind it. But the Pacifica has one thing that the Voyager doesn't have, multiple products. It's got the standard product. It's got the luxury version. It's got the sport version. It's got the hybrid version. And it has one other version, which is changing the world. Something nobody ever thought of. A hybrid sport. Yes, they have a Pacifica S hybrid. A sport version of hybrid vehicle. Who would think of this thing? Who would want this thing? Chrysler seems to think that somebody out there wants it. And as hybrids and electronics move up, people are going to start demanding aftermarket modifications to their hybrids and electric vehicles. And the Pacifica is moving forward from where the Dodge Caravan started this craze 37 years ago. We're sad to see it go, but at least it's going out when it needs to. It's lived a long, great life, and it has proved to people that you don't have to love it to know that it's there. It's not one of those products where you fell in love with it the second you saw it and a year later you hate thing. Not the PT Cruiser or the HHR. No, it's the Dodge Caravan. It changed the way we moved our families during the 80s and 90s and helped pioneer the way that ride hailing services now are going to be taking over the world. Yes, minivans still have a place in the world as ride hailing services move up and companies like Lexus, Buick, and GAC Trumpchi get into the luxury ring of minivans. Chrysler needs to get there as well. Chrysler Chrysler needs to see that there are other versions of the minivan that it could make. And with the journey taking over for where the caravan will be leaving off, the Dodge lineup will finally be the sport appeal that Fiat Chrysler wants for them. So in closing, do we need the caravan? Was it needed? It was a product that saved Chrysler, but do we need it for 37 years? Yes. Yes, we need. The caravan pioneered that segment and brought it to what it is now. It is now leaving it on the grandeur of being the pioneer of the world. And just remember, it name goes along was something that helped get us across this country when we were settling it. Pioneers used caravans to travel together. Even though in the sense of the automotive industry, we look at it as, is it a car? Is it a van? No, it's the caravan. So is ever Jay just saying, we love the fact that the minivan segment is here. We know why it is here. We're not the biggest fans of it, but we know why it is here and why we need it. We just wish it had a little bit more sport appeal to appeal to our senses. So from all of us at Autolux Pod, Podcast, keep following our feeds via Spotify, iTunes, Podbeam, Google Play, Intune, Stitcher. We do have links on YouTube, Pinterest, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and for all your up-to-date needs. And if you're looking to find any car company within the world, please head over to www.autolux.net for all your automotive information needs from around the world at your doorstep. I'm Eric J. Closing out, just telling you to strap yourself in for one fun wild ride from the end of the caravan market.